Hey, you're listening to Commander Who Cope Podcast, episode 153. I'm Brando. I'm here with Brian today. We're going to continue the arc of the EDH, and then by talking about a deck that isn't what it seems. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We're going to continue the arc of the EDH&M by talking about a deck that was initially not very well received. We dug into it, thought, holy shit, this is, this is fucking cool. This is ludicrous. And so we're going to talk about that. But before we do that, we're going to talk about our official sponsor, FaceToFaceGames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. Very much so. Just did an order for Black Friday. Black Friday. Ding, 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 ding. I guess that's an American thing, hey? Yeah, we just... we. Appropriated it. I watched a, a YouTube video of some dude like going Black Friday shopping, and as he's like he's recording himself driving to the store, and he was complaining like, "Ah, Black Friday. It's not even Black Friday anymore. It starts on goddamn Thursday. It starts on like Tuesday <laughs> in yeah, some places. People are trying to just open first and sell all their crap before Friday. What's the point? <laughs> yeah, the point is so people don't get trampled. Yeah, well, they just get trampled on Tuesday instead of Friday. You, get it yes. all cleaned out by the weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, exactly. Everybody's sitting down for Thanksgiving dinner. Hey, where's where's Grandma? Oh, she got killed going to a Black Tuesday sale. <laughs> she got squashed. <laughs> she got squashed like on Looney Tunes. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, not so good. Not the best. But hey, good deals. I hope everybody made it through safe. Uh, I was doing traffic during Black Friday, so I was like driving around in the CKOM traffic mobile, looking at the traffic maps and watching all the traffic jams and stuff. Oh yeah, was there any black vehicles? Uh, several black vehicles. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like there was, all of our malls and stuff were backed up for blocks and blocks. It was outrageous. Yeah, Rebecca tried to get like from from campus to Preston Crossing. Any local listeners will know what I'm talking about, which is like a shopping outlet mall kind of district yeah. thing for and, people who aren't from here. And it's like a what? What do you think? Like three, like two miles maybe oh yeah like t- two or three minute drive yeah like if, as long as that light at innovation place is green you just drive right through yeah yeah just you're there you know it took her like 40 minutes <laughs> <laughs> just just because the turnoff to get into preston crossing was backed all the way up to campus yep Whoa. yeah we talked about that for like two hours and she, she wasn't even going to shop she bought something like she bought like some used kids clothes from a buy and sell group on Facebook and she was just driving through to like pick them up. Oh. And she she thought, well, yeah, driving through Preston Crossing on Attridge is like the fastest way to get there. No. Not on Black Friday. It's not. <laughs> no. Holy shit. Oh, man. So that's it. Oh, dude. You got to listen to CKM Traffic featuring Brando. That's it. You're all over the place. Rock 102, Traffic 102. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm all over the place. They keep finding little places and I keep jumping in the holes and be like, no, I can do that. There's a little crack and then Brando just inserts himself. Yeah. Do not. not no. Don't no. Google that. Do not Google. No, 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 no. That's it. So we've got a, a little bit of podcast business to cover, but let's talk about the commandy and then let's talk about everything else. Just, just as a cliffhanger a little bit because the commander of today's deck in particular guaranteed is going to make people either super hard or turn the cast off right now but if you're gonna turn the cast off don't turn the cast off because we're going to shock you yes it's not what you think it is not what you think it is and and people who are going to be rock hard 
also don't turn the cast off because it's still good. Yeah, it's still awesome. Because <laughs> it's not it's not what you think either. So this commander for today, Ryan, is the Sliver Hive Lord. Yeah, the 25 cent Sliver Commander. <laughs> oh my god. He's a 5-5 for Wooberg. Slivers you control are indestructible. Period. That's it. That's that's what he does. So on the pre-show yesterday, we talked about the price discrepancy of this one and the other Sliver Commander that you said, this one has more lists. That was Sliver Queen. Yeah. <laughs> She's got like $7 million price tag. That's true. She has, uh, what is it here? I mean, let's, let's, let's just compare. She has 96 less lists, but she's uh, 109.5 more dollars. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Reserve list, baby. There we go. All That's right. That's it. So we're going to be talking about Sliver Hive Lord, but it's not your traditional Sliver deck. And um, any any CCO Nationalites are really going to appreciate this one. I think so, too. And if you're new to the show, first of all, welcome and strap in because this is going to be awesome. Very much so. If you are new to the show, thank you for being here. You can hear us everywhere better podcasts are found. That's a Brando line. We've got a YouTube channel. You can search up Commander Cookout on YouTube, and we've got video there, of which if you like or comment, you can usually get yourself entered in to win a deck giveaway, which we have one for tomorrow's bonus show. Yes. And of course, if you're in a position to help the channel grow, there is a Patreon page, patreon.com slash podcast. And I do have some tokens because we do give sign-up gifts out, but I forgot my red goddamn paint marker. Yeah, I was going to help alter some things to make them all Christmassy, but Ryan forgot the marker, so I'll have to do that later on today. I think it's in the car. If it's not in the car, it's in Studio CCO. It'll get done. Don't you worry. It'll it'll happen. And those will get shout out to patrons at the end of the month, of course. Speaking of Patreon, new patron shout outs. Okay. Get your funny nicknames. I didn't tell Brando any of the funny nicknames, so he's going to make them up on the spot. Ooh. The, the power of editing is going to make it sound good, too, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> First shout out and thank you to Christopher DeWitt. Well, that's easy. Huh? Christopher Dimwit. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why people want these. <laughs> that's easy as hell. Like, I have to edit that. Come on. I I was going to make like a D-Wit joke, like E-Wit, like Eternal Witness, but D-Wit, like... Like he's a like he's a meat gazer? Remember we talked about meat gazers that one day? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Dimwit or Christopher... Meat Be- gazer, whatever, whatever you prefer, <laughs> whatever floats the boat. We'll see on, we'll see on Discord, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Next shout out, an alias. Uh oh. We do have his real name, so we can ship him his Patreon gift. Oh sure, of course. Uh, of course, but we don't use real names, and if they don't have real names, what do we do? We give him a real name. Patreon alias. I want to say Caesar, but it's spelt Cesar with a Z. A Z for the people in the land of the free. We're going to call him Chelsea Watkins. Don't know what that means? Chelsea Watkins, welcome. Welcome aboard. Also, F you. F you all the way. And F everybody else. You know what? Tis the season to F everybody. It is. Coming up, I think this show is going to... Ep- I think this show is going to episode in December. Yes. It is going to episode in December, in fact. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, Christmas music everywhere. People trampling other people's grandmas to get good deals yeah. this is this is it this is the season for all that like violence in the name of love it sounds like every religious book ever written <laughs> i'm just gonna leave that at that <laughs> <laughs> sounds like every crusade yeah 
My my favorite Christmas story is still the Boxing Day. I went down to the now defunct Future Shop and I saw two guys punching each other in the head over who got to look in the discount DVD box first. No, oh, that was the it was like the only Boxing Day fight I've ever seen, and it was over who got to look in the box first. And like this, the shitty just, five dollar DVDs. Just wait, a boxing match on Boxing Day to see who gets to look in the box. <laughs> it's like boxception. <laughs> man boxception that sounds like something that we probably shouldn't google correct yes yeah okay any other podcast business there's a little bit of stuff we can go over first of all if you want to get a hold of us for any reason Ryan went over some of the places you can watch the content listen to the show you can also if you want to interact with us as people you can check us out cco podcast and cco brando on twitter you can also send us emails and stuff at commandercookout at gmail.com if you want to send us less for upcoming arcs or Christmas FUs or whatever it is you want to do. Christmas, hey, Christmas FUs on Twitter. Let's start a thread. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I, I like that. I dig that. Or on Facebook, you can do that as well. Also, if you're looking for a Christmas gift for the magic player in your life, at CCO or at commandercookout.com slash store, we have playmats and t-shirts, which make great uh, Christmas gift items, stocking stuffers, eh? and CCO eh? sticks. Hey, those are my favorite part. Those two. There you go. Yeah, so you can wrap the sweet podcast, you can give a gift, give the joy of being part of the best magic community that there is, which is CCO Nation. Yeah, last story, then we'll get onto the deck. Listener who bought a playmat, tells me it came in, super dope. Thanksgiving weekend, just last weekend or whatever, in the land of the free, I told him, make sure he takes a frozen turkey leg, rolls it up into his CCO playmat, and then clobbers his friends over the head with it. <laughs> Did he do it? I you know I haven't heard back yet, but oh. maybe they also all have play mats with things rolled up as well. I'm not sure. Maybe it was like a Boxing Day special. I don't know. <laughs> it's like a special on like a two foot piece of rebar that you could wrap a play <laughs> yeah. like wrap up in a play mat and beat somebody with it. That's it. Oh my. We see you, Max Crandell. <laughs> we see yeah, you. We're on to you, you puby play mat given motherfucker. Mm. Let's do a list. Do a list. All right, we start with creatures. I've moved them around. They're still basically in alphabetical order. Uh, but we're going to start with Crystalline Crawler, not a sliver. D- remarkably not a sliver. Sure. I've sort of lost to this card, but not really. It's a four-drop artifact for 1-1. One, one. <laughs> Everybody knows what I mean. It's got Converge, so it gets a it enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter for each color of mana you spent to cast it. You can remove a plus one to add a mana, or you can tap it to add a plus one. So if you want a mana, you take a plus one off. If you want a plus one it, you can do that instead of getting a mana. So it's a 5-5 five, five for four that then gives the four back if you cast it properly. I suppose, yeah. That's pretty cool. That's a cool card, yeah. I seen that in a tracks and it got proliferated a bunch and gave the guy a bunch of mana and I should have just killed him, but Who knew? Ah, he could have infected him and I just didn't. Who knew having so much mana would be helpful, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Could have put myself to like two life with a treasonous ogre and like flashbacked a uh the flashback pump spell that I played in Zada for a while. Sure. I could have hit my uh my plague mirror with like three or four more of that card with a treasonous ogre should have just done it fucking killed them they always win the game ryan well i would have got second oh ah whatever that's fine second is better than last next creature dormant sliver i didn't get last i 40 a guy before that so i got third <laughs> what did you say dormant sliver dormant okay sliver. this is simic sliver four drop two two all slivers have when this 
creature enters the battlefield, draw a card. They also have defender. That's oh, why yeah. they're dormant. Oh yeah, we don't care about that. We don't give That's a shit. That's fine. About it. You know what? We just we get a couple card draws. News flash. We're playing like five slivers, right? Yeah. We have essence sliver. That's lifelink. Yep. We have harmonic sliver. That's aura shards. Yep. We have homing sliver. That gives all your slivers sliver cycling. So that is sliver cycling three. They have you have a sliver in your hand. You can pay three, discard it, search your library for a sliver card. Let's just do all the slivers. Sure. Well, all of them except for. A couple of them. We have Gem Hide and Mana Weft. That makes all your slivers into Birds of Paradise. We have Psionic Sliver. Oh. This is a good one. Tap, deal two damage to a player and three damage to itself. We're going to see that one make a little appearance in a minute. And that's a good-ass sliver card. And we have a Siphon Sliver as well. It also gives lifelink. Sure. So when our slivers are damaging themselves, we gain life. Yeah, that Psionic Sliver would make you go up five life. Because it would deal two damage to a creature or player and three damage to itself. That's pretty good. So it's dealing five damage. Yes. And I guess Ooh. technically Essence Sliver doesn't give lifelink. It gives that, like, spirit link. So you can have lifelink and Essence Sliver and you gain double life. Not terrible. That's pretty cool. Yeah, especially considering some of the other things in this deck. Yes, which okay. we'll get to in a few minutes. Uh, first non-Sliver thing after all the Sliver things we talked about is an illusionary... Illusory Ambusher. Weird, hey? Yeah. Okay, so it's a 4-1 flash for 5 mana. It's a cat illusion. Did you know that? Would you have known that from looking at the picture? No. But, like, look at the picture now that you know it's a cat? Sure. Okay, sure. It looks like a badger to me. And I'm wearing my glasses. That's on you, Steve Argyle. All right. When Illusory Ambusher... Is dealt damage, draw that many cards. Ooh. Okay, okay, this is getting a little bit wonky and spicy. That's a four-one. Oh, I like that. Okay, I just like the art on this card. I I like this. I like Mog Maniac. Yeah, this is that ninety-seven, ninety-eight, right when they're transitioning from. Wow, look at it snow all of a sudden. Holy crap! Not sucky. Yeah. I don't like anything about anything. No, I don't. Life sucks. Let's move to the Bahamas. Agreed. All right, I'm out of here. <laughs> Caribbean cookout podcast. Oh! <laughs> Got there. Okay, what did you say? Mog Maniac? Yes, sir. One, one for two. Whenever it's dealt damage, it deals an equal amount of damage to target opponent. Uh-oh. Hmm. Okay. Ooh, okay. Next up, we have Nin the Pain Artist. One, one for... Sp- is it? And then you go X, blue, red, tap. Nin the Pain Artist deals X damage to target creature. Its controller draws X cards. Whoa. So we're dealing damage on creatures, and we've got a Mog Maniac that deals damage, and we've got the Ambusher that draws us cards. Are we starting? We're starting to put a little bit of a picture together here. I, I think so. I think okay. people might be starting to get it. We also have a Soulfire Grandmaster. Instants and sorceries, you cast have lifelink and you can go is it hybrid is it hybrid two the next time you cast an instant or sorcery from your hand this turn put that card into your hand instead of your graveyard as it resolves so you can get you can like rebuy for four mana you can get your card back it's like giving your cards buyback yeah buyback for four and it has lifelink so if that's relevant, which it's going to be. That's a neat card. I like that yeah. one. Yeah. Now, this is a Ryan special. Oh, yeah. This is one of my favorite cards of all time. He gets excited every time we play. Tamanoa! 
That's it. If there was one card that could be legendary that isn't, oh. this would be it. This would be it, baby. So this is a 2-4 spirit for Naya colors, red, green, white. When a non-creature source you control deals damage, gain that much life. Interesting. Sick. So we're gaining life now when we deal damage from non-creatures. We're just gaining life everywhere. Yes. Whoa. Right now, now, again, we don't turn the episode off. We we are playing a Xerthi Enchanter as well. Oh, yeah. Wait until you see the hot trash that we get with this card. <laughs> it's a 1-4 for black, white, blue, 1, flying. When Xer attacks, you search your library for an enchantment with CMC 3 or less. Put it onto the battlefield. Ooh. Yeah. So he's kind of like a tutor when he attacks. Yes. That's fine. He's got flying, so he's going to, like get in sometimes spoiler for later on there isn't an intruder alarm in the list so good on you hey you know what i just thought of we didn't say whose deck this is i was just thinking that in my I, head i'm shoehorning it in right here because we actually haven't given anything away yet okay this is ray powell's deck and we wanted to feature it because we thought it was unique interesting and we wanted to feature something for the arc of EDH&M that we think would fit nicely into our own meta that we've been talking about for the last, I think, what, three or four episodes? Yeah, we've been using decks that are actually from our meta. This is one from outside that we thought would fit in really well in ours. So just keep that in mind. We, we would like this one. I would like to play it or if it got played against me in the wild. Or in my own meta, it would be like, oh wow, that is so unique and creative. Yeah, I'd have I'd have a good time with this one. So let's get to the what does the deck do? We sure. Have, these last three creatures will explain what the deck does. We're gonna start with Boros Reckoner. Okay, so it's Boros, Boros, Boros for a three-three. When it is dealt damage, it deals that much damage to target creature or player. And you can pay Boros to give a first strike. Who cares? So when it's dealt damage, it reciprocates that damage. Sort of like the the Mog Maniac. Yes. Okay. Okay, now we also have a Stuffy Doll. Stuffy Doll, 5-drop, 0-1, indestructible. Choose a player when it enters the battlefield. Whenever it's dealt damage, it deals that much damage to the chosen player. And you can tap it to deal 1 damage to itself. One of my favorite cards. I don't like the new art on it. I like the old art where it's the, the dummy from the rack. Yeah. And Black Vice. Last creature, this is the one that's going to just blow the lid off of everything. Spiteful Sliver. This Sliver, what in the actual... This is for Modern Horizons. 2-2 two, two for Red 2. Slivers you control have, when this creature's dealt damage, it deals that much damage to target player or Planeswalker. Uh-oh. So all of a sudden, all of our Slivers, whenever they take damage, deal that much damage. And with our commander, your Slivers can take all the damage in the earth because they're indestructible. Oh, no. okay, so we've filled the deck full of stuff that lets us either be indestructible, take damage, give damage, or when they take damage, they draw a card. Yes. So let's see what else is going to supplement that, because this is going to get unique. Yes, it is. All right, continuing on, we're going to take a look at some instants. Sure. There's 20 of them. That is lots. I, I appreciate a good 20 instant deck, I'll tell you that much. Right, how about Arc Bond? Choose a Creech. Whenever the creature's dealt damage this turn, it deals that much damage to each other creature and each player. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. Uh, we got a beast within. Do a removal spell. 
Boros Charm. Boros Charm is going to make our creatures indestructible. That's what I think it's for. It's got some other modes, four damage or double strike, which is like you if you got an opening, double strike's going to end a game, maybe. I mean, it makes your commander do 10, and you tanning somebody can usually take them out of the game at some points, right? If you can sneak an attack in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the indestructible, by and large, I think is what it's for. Agreed. Uh, we've got Chance for Glory. Creatures you control gain indestructible, take an extra turn, lose the game after that turn. Oh, <laughs> oh I like I that. I think that's the first time we ever played this card. Agreed. And it's an instant. That is a... That's an instant. That is an instant and a half. How about uh, Demonic co demonic Consultation? I think this is just a tutor for something that's going to win you the game because there is a redundancy of effects that win you the game. Essentially, you name a card, exile the top six of your library, reveal the top card of your library until you hit the named card, put it into your hand, exile all the other ones that you've revealed. Yes. So, it's and it's black, so it's like black, name a card, find it in your deck. And we've got Eladomri's Call. It's a tutor for a creature. Enlightened Tutor is a tutor for an artifact or an enchantment. Mystical Tutor is a tutor for one of your other tutors. Or or it like an instant or sorcery like that first one I read. And then of course it's got a perplex, which I think has transmute, so you can find a three casting cost thing, but it's also a counter spell. Yes. So we wanted to get the tutors kind of out of the way. Is there any sorcery speed tutors? No. No, there is not. Just instant speed tutors. Yeah, we wanted to get them out of the way because this is kind of a niche deck we figured We'd feature it because it's really cool, but because there is a few specific cards that are key to the strategy, running a couple tutors, it's not the end of the world. It's still a spicy, spicy nug. Yes. Okay, Let's, so we got a bunch of tutors. Fine. Speaking of spicy nugs, how about Fault Line? You old baby. X, red, red, instant. X damage to each creature without flying and each player. And Dat Ron Spencer Art Doe. Yeah, right? And... You remember how many of our things, including that one sliver, when they take damage, they do something. They deal more damage or they draw cards. Yeah. Remember how, in Taminoa, too, right? We gain our life back from our fault line. Remember that and remember that lots of them can be made indestructible. We have a generous gift. It's a beast within but white. Gideon's Sacrifice. Interesting. So this is white. This is a common from War of the Spark that we've never played. Sure. This is Gideon dying. Good. Choose a creature, Planeswalker, you control. All damage that would be dealt to it this turn and permanence you control is dealt to the chosen permanent instead. So all of a sudden, if we've got... If you've got the Spiteful Sliver with your Commandy out, you just, like, Gideon sacrifice, and then you Fault Line for, whatever, 10, and you just say, all the damage is dealt to the Spiteful Sliver, and then all of that damage... Like, how many creatures are, like, how many creatures do we have? Five, five creatures. Yeah, four or five. Let's say five. We say fault line for 10. All the damage is going to go to this. It takes 10. It takes the 10 for each other creature. That's 40 more. And it takes all of ours. So that's like 60. 60, everybody. 60. So sick. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's 61 person because that uh, that spiteful sliver is target upon. Oh, yeah, right? target. And so is Mog Maniac, yeah, which we may or may not have 
a way to make the Mogmaniac indestructible. You mean heroic intervention? Yeah, $10 or $14 heroic intervention, FYI. Bah. That's permanence you control gain hexproof and indestructible for two mana. That's pretty good. So so instead of fault line for nine. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Whatever, it's used to take a 54. <laughs> uh, how about Rush of Vitality? Plus one, plus oh, indestructible. And lifelink. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, okay, I like that. For two at instant speed, that's a hell of a card. Yeah. That's a hell of oh, a yeah. card. Uh, signal the clans. Oh, that's a tutor that we missed. This I like. I actually like this. I've considered playing this in a couple decks. So it's green, red. Search your library for three creature cards and reveal them. If you reveal three cards with different names, choose one of them at random, put it into your hand, shuffle the other ones into your library. So if you can reveal three creatures with different names, which we always will, if we can reveal three cards that do the same thing, like Spiteful Sliver, Boros Reckon, or Stuffy Doll, yep. we're going to get that effect. And all of a sudden you've got essentially, if you're always going to tutor for one of those three creatures... You've got essentially a green red demonic tutor. Oh, which isn't terrible. It's That's right up your alley. Yes, that it is, is right up your alley. That's exactly what I like in my life. How about spell swindle? It's blue blue three counter target spell, and then you create X treasure tokens that give you mana. Cool. Where where X is the countered spells converted mana cost. It's kind of like a mana drain, but for five. It's fine. Uh, we have a Sphinx's Rev. Draw X, gain X. For blue, blue, white X. Supreme Will. Counter target spell unless its controller pays three or choose the top four cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom in any order. That What's that doing in there? I don't actually know. Maybe it's just a counter spell. I feel like you could probably switch that for... Cancel. Just play cancel. FU cancel from the CCO altars every Thursday on Facebook. Ooh, I got to do an FU cancel for Christmas. I do one a year for Christmas. Nice. Yeah, our boy Lenny got the last one. It had the Grinch giving you the finger. <laughs> uh, we've got a swan song. Everybody knows swan song at this point. And we have a without weakness. Without weakness. I think this goes like in Gaunti decks or, or um, Alenda decks. Anyways, it's two mana. Target creature gains indestructible until end of turn. This doesn't go in Gaunti or Alenda. I don't know what I'm thinking. It also cycles. Sure. It's fine. Yeah. So if you have something else that like gives indestructible and you draw that, you can just chuck it. All right, sorceries. This is where we're going to talk about hopping aboard, as I like to call it, the pain train. The pain train. And we're going to ride it all the way to Winning Town. Oh, yeah. And we're going to do that by playing things like Blasphemous Act. Oh, you're going to blaspheme people. Oh. 13 damage to all Creech. Probably for one. Yes, so it's eight and red, but it costs one for each creature on the battlefield. Probably... One. I've seen Blasphemous Act in Limited cost one. <laughs> like, original Innistrad draft. <laughs> yeah, man. So if it's if it's like original Innistrad draft costs one, Commandy, probably going to get yeah, you there. Four people, it will, it's going to cost you freaking one. That's the best lightning bolt you're ever going to see. Yeah. So we've got all this redundancy built into the when my guy takes damage, good thing happens for me slot. And then it's like... Blasphemous act fucking everything. All your creatures die. All mine live. You're going to take 26 damage each, and I'm going to draw like 30 cards. GG. Yeah, see you later. Yeah, because you're going to probably draw a chain reaction. Yep. Red, two, 
deals X damage to each creature where X is the number of creatures on the battlefield. So very similar to Blasphemous Act, except it could deal more damage at the cost of Red Red 2. Yes. Uh, we also have the old classic staple Earthquake. X damage to each creature and each player. Well, each creature without flying and each player. 100% that should be a Rolling Earthquake. Uh, it, it, you should just also play Rolling Earthquake. <laughs> you know what those three spells remind me of? And Fault Line. And another one in the deck to a lesser extent that we'll get to in a second. Torment of Hailfire? It's like, wait, Torment who? What? <laughs> yeah, don't care. <laughs> don't care. I'm gonna play I'm gonna play these instead. I'm gonna play Chain Reaction. <laughs> uh we got a Far Seek. That's a ramp spell. We got a painful truths. Yeah, this one. This uh, people like this one. It's fine. It's black two, got converged like our crystalline crawler. You draw X and lose X, where X is the number of colors you spent to pay uh, Painful Truth's mana cost. So you could draw three, lose three. You could draw two, lose two. Or you could draw one, lose one. I dig that. Yeah. I wonder, we'll have to look at the mana base to see if we actually can just pay black for it if we're at like two life. <laughs> because something tells me in this deck, maybe you would be at just a couple life. You know, a couple earthquakes, like just... As board sweepers, <laughs> when you don't really have the combo, yeah, playing them in Norin, I know how that oh, feels. Oh yeah, that's, that's a it. thing. Uh, we're playing a Rishgar's expertise. That's pretty standard, I think. Yeah, draw a card equal to the biggest creature, and then you can cast a five drop for free. Mostly, you're probably going to cast like your two drops to make your guys indestructible. <laughs> you know what you can't cast off of Rishgar's expertise? You you do this one. You got this one. This is one of your favorites from last year. I love this card, and it's Star of Extinction. Star of Extinction is red, red, five for a sorcery that destroys target land, period. Then Star of Extinction deals 20 damage to each creature and each planeswalker. 20. If you missed that, 20. The number of the day is 20. Ah, 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 ah. 20 damage. Ah, ah, ah. So freaking good. I like that card so much. That, yeah, the art is cool. The the effect is cool. The seven mana is just, just fine. It's just verging on the, if it was eight or nine, I'd be like, oh, come on. But it's seven. Like, that's not unreasonable. Yeah, well, if it's eight or nine, you're going to play like Obliterate or or Decree of Annihilation. So they had to cast it and they had to, they had to cheapen it. So that you could do 20. 20. Oh, I love paying 7 to do 20. Oh, man. <laughs> and it's not even 20. It's going to be like it's going to deal damage to your creatures. Yeah. So it's going to be like you're going to deal so much damage because you've got your Boris Reckoner, your Stuffy Doll, your, all of your slivers. Yeah, all your slivers. That's that are... why we have to run the Redundancy of Tutors so we can find the Spiteful Sliver, right? Correct. Because that That's goes right. from, like, somebody's getting wrecked and then your board's going to get wiped out to just everybody's wrecked now and we're going to play another game. Yeah, you're going to, like, tutor on turn one or two. You're going to spiteful sliver on turn whatever, two or three. If you can really, like, if you can get a Farseek in there somewhere and get your commandy on turn four or five, you can... The next spell you play is going to just F up somebody's life. Yeah, maybe you get a mana rock, maybe you get another ramp spell or your Rishkar's expertise to draw five or whatever off of your sliver hive lord. Next spell, like 20 to everything and everybody. Oh. Yeah, that is that is cool. That is just good. 
Now, we talked about Zur the Enchanter earlier in the list. Let's talk about some of the enchantments that you can Zur into play. Zur into play. Let's talk about some great art from Robert Bliss on Binding Agony. I so wish Robert Bliss still did magic cards because he, uh, like, listen, CCO Nation at home, get on to Gatherer, Scryfall or whatever, scroll down to Artist, look up Robert Bliss. His stuff is, like, hauntingly It's incredible. Unique. It's so good. Yeah. Anyways... I have a bunch of these if anybody wants them. <laughs> Just organize my Mirage collection. Black one enchant creature. For each one damage dealt to enchanted creature, Binding Agony deals one damage to that creature's controller. So this is one that we don't enchant on our own creature. We enchant on the other person's creature. When we starve extinction, they're going to take 20 from this also. <laughs> also. Just throwing that out there. You could combo that with another enchantment. Like Darksteel Mutation. Yeah. We could put that on an opponent's creature to make it a 0-1 insect artifact with indestructible and loses all abilities. Yes. Nice commander, son. Have a Darksteel Mutation, then have a Binding Agony, and then it'll take 20. And then I'll Earthquake, because it's <laughs> yeah. going to stay alive because it's indestructible. <laughs> oh, the pain. <laughs> just keep that the pain train. It's just rolling. It's going down the track. Okay. All right. I've never seen this card before, I don't think. In Cetra Sanctuary. Just Sita. Sita Sanctuary. Sita Sanctuary. The uh that prefix was what they called the wedge color shards back in Apocalypse days, because this was part of a cycle, and Apocalypse was based on enemy color pairs. Sure. And then they occasionally also paired them with their wedge color as well. Anyways, at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control a red or green permanent, and this card is blue, so red, green, blue. That's teamer now, right? Yep. Red or green permanent, draw a card, then discard a card from your hand. If you control a red and green permanent, draw two, then discard a card from your hand. I like that card. This is a cool card. That is a cool-ass card. I should play. I'm going to get some of those. Bro, that is... I would call it, uh, let's call that budget Ristic Study. Let's, sure. Let's call that draw one or two. Like the, yeah, yeah, I really I, like that. Yeah, I like that card. I really like that card. should get some of those. The only knock on it is it's in teamer colors or Sita colors. Huh? You're, you might not be doing like graveyardy type stuff like you would maybe in Esper or Saltai, right? Yeah, it still draws me two cards in my sliver deck. Yeah, and in the deck that you probably run Eternal Witness in. So if you did have to discard something begrudgingly, you could get it back. I dig it. Yeah. All right, next up, we got Guilty Conscience. Old baby from Scourge. This is this is right <laughs> up my alley. This is one of the first booster boxes I ever bought. We've got a bunch of these, too, if anybody needs them. <laughs> <laughs> this is a enchant creature for white. Whenever enchanted creature deals damage, Guilty Conscience deals that much damage to that creature. It's an endless damage loop. So you put this onto your spiteful sliver. You deal damage to the sliver, and it'll deal damage to itself with guilty conscience, in which case it'll deal damage to something else. Which will deal damage to it, it something, something else, else it, it, something, something else. else. That's an infinite combo right there. That yes. is how you win the game, I guess. That is how you just... Win the game. See, even in a deck like this, where it's like, here's a bunch of enchantments, Zur still instantly wins you the game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, man, I swear we didn't mean to do that. Oh, man. F you, Roy Powell. Yeah, guilty conscience. Earthquake for one. Fuck, fuck. We gotta do that again. I said the wrong name. Oh, shit. Oh, man. That's it. F you, Ray Powell. <laughs> F you. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we have a Kenrith's Transformation. That just makes uh, an Oko type thing, right? It's yeah. uh, two mana. You draw a card when it ETBs, and you make something into a 3-3 elk. Two mana, draw a card, Oko a thing. Uh, metamorphic alteration. Ooh. Okay. Two mana. Blue one. Enters the battlefield. Choose a creature. Enchanted creature is a copy of the chosen creature. So you can have two slivers. You can have two elk if you want. I don't know. You can have two whatever you want. It's kind of neat. It turns any creature into a clone. I kind of dig that. Yeah. I kind of like that. All right. We got a mystic remora. We all know Mr. Yeah, Clara. draw a card unless somebody pays four when they cast a non-creature. Got Cumin of Upkeep. How ragged veins. It's a Kamigawa special. So this is black one this time. It's got flash. When enchanted creature is dealt damage, its controller loses that much life. So you enchant your, your body. It's just like, what is it? Binding Agony. Just like Binding Agony. And then you earthquake for a thousand and everybody has a bad day. Yeah. We got a Smothering Tithe. Everybody knows Smothering Tithe. Spiteful shadows. Spiteful shadows. Look at the art there. He's got a sword in his head. But only in the shadow. Yeah. But in real life, he, he probably feels like that. <laughs> He's probably hungover. He's got a real bad headache. He's going to yeah. feel how I feel tomorrow morning after the Christmas party. Yes. So this is black one. Enchanted creature is dealt damage. It deals that much damage to its controller. So that is spiteful visions or ragged veins or whatever redundancy. And then we got the Brando special in repercussion. Oh, baby. Oh, man. This does it for all Creech. Whenever a creature is dealt damage, repercussion deals that much damage to that creature's controller. you got to be careful with this one because it no, will you, wipe you out. You don't. Not in this deck. Unless you have Tamanoa. Everything that has lifelink or spirit link in this deck, all mm. your slivers have lifelink. Yeah. So whenever any of them take damage, they deal damage, but you gain all that life back. Ooh. So it all just whoosh, So li lifelink does not use the stack. Lifelink just happens when the creature deals damage. Spirit link is a triggered ability that triggers when the damage is dealt. So damage is dealt, then it'll go onto the stack. So your essence sliver lifelink won't save you from repercussion, but the black lifelink the siphon slivers will. Yes. There we go. Important thing to keep in mind. Because, yes. Ooh, ooh. Let's talk some artifacts. Okay, as we do, we will lump a bunch of these artifacts together because they all just produce mana. We have Chromatic Lantern, Dark Steel Ingot, Felwar, Stone, Gilded Lotus, and Sol Ring. Yes. That's six of the, or five of the six artifacts. The last one is a Hive Stone. Huh, this is a Sliver card, right? It is. Time Spiral Sliver card, two mana, Creech you control, uh, our Slivers. Boom. Yeah. So all of a sudden, that illusory thing that when it deals damage, like is dealt damage, draw a card, is a sliver and is indestructible. And you can just deal it like 20 damage from your Star of Extinction, draw 20 cards. And it has double lifelink, and you can tap it to do two damage or something, and three to itself. Could you make it deal two to itself and then three more to itself? Yes. So you could just draw five? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just crazy. 
That is crazy. That is so good. Oh, that is. I like it. I'm putting illusionary ambush or ant hive stone into my sliver deck when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not actually going to do that. But damn, that is that is cool, man. I like that. Oh, that's I like a that cool deck. I really like this. You know what? I'm I'm not a huge fan of sliver decks. Uh, as are anybody who doesn't actually own one. Brando's <laughs> looking at the lands to see if there's any of note. Usually there's not in five-color decks because we are focused on making colors, like one of each by turn five. We're playing the Battle Bond. Is that Battle Bond? Yep. These are the Battle Bond duels or the, the two colors that we're playing. We're playing Shocks. We're playing slow fetches like Rocky Tar Pit and Mountain Valley. Those are the Mirage ones, so whenever we can fit in Mirage cards, I was saying to Brando off-air, we're going to do it. We got some Vivids, and then we got like a Muta Vault and a Path of Ancestry, Mana Confluence, all those five-color lands that you would expect. There's a Crosian Verge. Dude, Mana Confluence is nothing to scoff at anymore, because Pioneer, that card's like 35, 30, like... Whatever. I actually I, went out and I don't a, even have words. <laughs> I actually went out and bought a couple more of those. I feel kind of like a scumbag. So I'm like, I know these cards are going to go up and buy some. Oh, yeah? Yeah. As soon I, as Pioneer was a yeah. thing, you're like, yeah, I got to get these. I didn't buy a bunch because like, I already had four. I was like, you know what? I'll bet you they're going to go up, and I like to play them in EDH decks. And once they go up, I'm never going to be able to afford them again. So I went out and I bought three more. Yeah. Maybe Just, maybe when we go back to Theros in 2020, we'll see it again because it was originally in Theros. Maybe when we get the Pioneers, Masters, or Horizons equivalent, maybe it'll be there. Yeah, and the $15 packs that aren't for everybody. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? I, <laughs> I, I think that we can say that the Horizons or Masters packs are... Kind of for us because we will open flippy that shit every day of the week. <laughs> that is how very much true. Modern Horizons did we open in Vegas? We opened a lot of Modern Horizons in Vegas. We had several Modern Horizons. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> One thing of note in this mana base, there aren't very many basics. I think there's five, six, seven, eight. There's eight basics in the deck, so this deck will have a hard time dealing with a Blood Moon, given how slow it is. Yes. Also. I saw a Sliver Hive and a Muta Vault, which means we could cast the, uh, what is it, Painful Truths for black, colorless, colorless, to draw one, lose one. Yes. <laughs> just, just throwing that out there, everybody. Excellent. So in the corner case where you're at one or two and you just need to draw that one card because you just you you just ideally tutored for it, yeah. Yep. Get there. So that's the deck. I love it. I'm happy we featured it. I'm happy that Ray sent it in because it is the exact type of thing that we like to do on the show, but also it's the type of thing that if somebody sat down at an EDH&M with me, I would have that expectation. They would say, oh no, it's not your typical sliver deck. And I would just continue to assume that it's not a typical sliver deck because it is sliver hive lord. And I would be like, yeah, okay, fine. That's actually the worst one. Like, and then turn one, he does like Enlightened Tutor. That's what you meant a couple, like a minute ago. Enlightened oh, Tutor. Yeah. What did I say? Uh, idyllic. Oh, yeah, it's the same card. Just yeah. Costs less in an instant. Yeah. He goes Enlightened Tutor on turn one, finds an enchantment. I'm like, okay, fine. Then he goes Gem Hide on turn two. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, this is, shut up, right? <laughs> and then turn three, he goes Spiteful Sliver. I'm like, okay, fine. Then he ramps. And then he goes Starve Extinction. And I just, fucking blow my head into a different world <laughs> like it's like what did this happen yeah so that's that is i very much appreciate that and love love that kind of thing and you know what i think about this deck i think you could sit down and legit say it's a seven you think you think no you don't think it's a seven you think no. it's less than seven more than seven 
I think it's less than seven. I think it's less than seven? Yeah. I think you can consider this a seven. I think? think if you put into hand tutors in there or a vampiric tutor, I think if you fixed up the mana base so and added some more two-cost ramp spells or two-cost mana rocks so you could power out your commander earlier or you could have access to between three to five mana on turn two to four. I think it'll be be a seven because you could get your combo online sooner than other people. Much quicker. Um, Although seven, you don't want to get it out on turn one, two, or three. That's not what you want to do. No, but the That's combo like is nine, very ten shit. The combo is very niche. I guess these this is kind of strengths and weaknesses section, right? The combo yeah, is true. very niche, and if you don't have an indestructible thing or you don't have like a sweeper, I don't know. It. it he also doesn't play any of the uh, the slivers that. Make it so people can't just path your sliver. Well, crystalline sliver gives your sliver shroud, so you can't target it either. Uh, what's the? There's another one. Uh, damping sliver. Dampening sliver makes it so like it counters everything that targets the sliver unless they pay two or something. Yeah, those would be those would probably be fine in the deck. Then you would have to maybe switch out some of those binding agony enchantments where you enchant them and they deal damage twice. Like, I mean, there are six or seven things that do the thing. You just have to make sure that you kill everybody in one shot. Yes. And you know what? With the earthquake-type effects, you're not targeting, so a crystalline sliver might be okay. Probably, though, because that is one of the best slivers in all of Magic, probably he's tested it, right? And found that he needs to target his own sliver more often than we think. Or if he wants to put something on, like, if he wants to put an enchantment or something on a Boros Reckoner when it's not a sliver, or when it is a sliver, like, then he can't target it. I don't know. I Like, it's the kind of thing that you'd have to play to know if the deck wants it, right? Yeah, I suppose. I guess you can't nin your slivers if you have a crystalline sliver. But there are things oh, yeah, that you could a, do to keep one. your slivers safe, right? There are There are things you can do. Yeah, like all creature decks and all sliver decks, it is weak to that first board wipe before you get all of your slivers to give all the effects, right? Yeah, and the board wipes, of course, we're talking about a Wrath of God, not uh, an opposing earthquake. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So, I mean, that's all fine. It's kind of your standard combo or aggro weaknesses, right? If we want to switch over to strengths, I mean, so unexpected. Yeah, nobody sees this one coming oh, the first or second I time. I so love that. It's just my favorite thing to do something that isn't the established norm, and if anybody else has stuff like this that is so different than what you would expect when you heard Sliver Hive Lord, like send it in. Absolutely. Right? Because this is the kind of stuff that we like for Arc of Audience type stuff where we, where we feature it, right? Yeah, this is the kind of stuff that you're going to sit down across and be like, oh, son of a bitch. It's Evan's fucking... Because Evan plays Hive Lord, right? He has an actual Sliver deck that just plays Hive Lord. That's right. Because yeah. he's terrible and doesn't understand how Slivers work, F you Evan. Yeah, very much so. But uh, but our man here picked oh. Hive Lord for its ability because it's good and it makes the deck go, which is way better. D- two things. You said F you, Evan. I did. He's coming over to uh, to to brew some decks tonight. There's He's another pro- reason why I'm not coming. Y- yeah, definitely. He's probably just going to get drunk on apple cider and fall off the bench, <laughs> as he has done probably 100% of the times he's ever been at my house. But also, F you, Clayton. Oh, shit. We've only ever done that once. And Clayton told me the other day when we were watching Survivor Series pay-per-view, he's like, yeah, I got my FU. I'm good. I'm like, oh, no. Now I know you listen. <laughs> <laughs> so FU Clayton. He's another CCO dude, bro. He's a good guy. I don't know. He's fine. 
He's, <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> he's good. He has his moments, I guess. So budget of the deck. We talked about some maybe some swaps, the crystalline sliver, blah, blah, blah. I mean. There are things you could add, things you could take out, but I like the deck as it is. $500 deck. What do you think of that? It's fine. Is that based mostly on the 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 mana base? Like it's got the the Mystic Confluence, it's got the City Brass. The Battle Bond lands are nothing to scoff at. With Pioneer, the Shock lands have all seen a double or triple in price. They're between ten to like sixteen bucks. Yeah. So and you have like I don't know if you're pl- I don't think he's playing twenty of them, but like there's enough of that in here where it's gonna make the deck cost more and you could make it cost less by janking up the mana base a little bit do you do more basics just because more basics is usually a good thing and then do you try and do like ramp spells instead of mana rocks like is there anything like that that we'd be interested in changing well given that he's playing the slow fetches i think you could add the other two vivids that he's not playing that would bring your budget down a ton yeah you could play more of the jacked up five like I guess you can't play City of Ass, but you could play the uh, comes into play Tap City of Brass that'll save you another couple of bucks. There's That's, lots of um, something of the Colosseum of the Ancients. No, uh, uh, it's something like that. It's from Onslaught, I think. Right? Yeah. There's lots of there's lots of budget options that you can always make to your mana base, and this one isn't some tuned base where it's like, oh, we can't play the deck anymore if you tone it back a little bit. So you could just throw in some basics and some other stuff and cut some of the shocks and. Yeah, battle bond lands. He's you can play playing, some filter he's lands. Forbidden Orchard. You know what would be a good one in this one is um, Exotic Orchard. Is he playing that one? Because that gives the opponent a. Oh, he is. Yeah, he is. Oh no, uh, Forbidden Orchard is the one I was thinking of. Then that gives him a one-one spirit. You got that too. Yeah, hundred percent. What then, about yeah. Tarnished Citadel? That's about eight bucks. I just bought one actually. It's about eight bucks. It deals three to you, but it gives you any color. You've yeah. got enough lifelink redundancy that that might be an okay include. You could probably do it. Other than that, I think it's just a matter of your plan cards that are two or three dollars and when you have a hundred cards that are two or three dollars plus a a five color mana base then you're you're looking at 500 bucks so i think it's pretty standard i would say this is a deck that's on budget and lots of this stuff you might have from just opening it yeah there's nothing too cuckoo crazy insane or things that you're not gonna be able to go to your lgs and just buy yeah and if you play if you've played throughout the last couple standard seasons modern or pioneer you're probably going to have that mana base why is Heroic Intervention so much money? Be- I don't play Standard or Modern, really. But- because of EDH. Is it? Yes. Huh. I think so. I'm very reasonably sure. Maybe it's because our meta doesn't really play it. It's a mono-green staple, 100%. I can see why. I, I get it. It's just... It's like mono-green mm. counterspell. <laughs> it's kind of what it's like. <laughs> I guess. It's, just, it's so much money. Ah, they'll reprint it never. That's fine. Now they're going to reprint it in Theros, and it's going to be Elspeth saving somebody from a net. Oh, because she's the hero. Yeah, she's going to pop out of the underworld, and whoever goes down there to get her, probably Jace, just won't look back, and she'll pop out and save him. No, they might print it, and it'll be Gideon, because he's there, too. Is he there, too? Oh, yeah, you're going to love Theros, dude. (laughs) You're going to love it. (laughs) Speaking of love, do you want to do card of the the week? Yes. All right, this week, uh, if you were listening to the show intently, you might see how hard I got for this card after learning about it for the first time right now in Sita Sanctuary, which is an enchantment for blue two. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control a green or red permanent, you draw a card, then discard a card from your hand. If you control a green and a red permanent, you draw two cards and discard one. Yeah, and this was part of a cycle, like I mentioned. There was one in each color that relied on its wedge compatriots 
to give you some effect. And if you controlled both of the wedge colors in addition to the enchantment, you got a better effect like this one. I dig that. If you would like to play this this piece of jank for yourself, it will cost you one American quarter. That's three Canadian dollars. If you want to play it in foil because you're pimp as hell, since it seems that nobody has learned about this card yet, the foil multiplier is not that high. It is 35 American cents or 18 Canadian dollars. Which is interesting because invasion era foils are like ludicrous expensive. Huh. Not this one. Not this one. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine, I guess. And you know what? No um, no spice calculator today. Yeah, we were going to just pick a number at random because there are a lot. The tutors kill it. There's, what is it, nine tutors in this list? Eight. There's eight tutors. Plus these are... No, he counted homing sliver in there. So there's eight tutors in the list that will eat your spice calculator to, like, It'll cannibalize it. So we're going to give you honorary spicy because we really like the deck. We're going to say that it's a spicy brew, but the numbers would say you'd probably get like a 12. Super spicy, but you know what we're going to get? You know what we're going to go back to? What's that? Because we're not doing spice calculator. Let's do a milk list. Everybody loves the milk list. I think that we might hit a couple just because there are lots of five color sliver decks. We might see some, some matches. So the milk list for anybody new to CCO Nation is a list as per edhrec.com of the most commonly played cards at each converted mana cost slot. Yes. We start at zero. And in this case, we go all the way up to 16. Ooh, I wonder what that's going to be. At the zero drop slot, mana crypt. No. Would make the deck better. Would make the deck better. Uh, That's, I don't know. It's whatever. We always do all three one drops because it's always Soul Ring. And everybody's typically playing Soul Ring. Yeah, we're not going to count that. How about Swords to Plowshares? No. It's like the second most popular played card in all of EDH Rec. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, there it is. I'm happy I know that now. And he's not playing that either. Hell yeah. Birds of Paradise. No. Not playing that either. We are playing Mana, Weft, and Gem Hide, though. Yeah, we don't need no. No birds. Yeah, balls, birds. Yeah, bop out of here, you bastard. Two drop slot. Farseek. Yes, we are playing that one. Yeah. Chromatic Lantern. Yes. Yes. Explosive Veg. No. Shout out to Dana Roach. It's his favorite card. <laughs> Mirari's Wake at five. Nope. Merciless Eviction at six. No. A Tarker World Render at seven. No. Conflux at eight. Nope. That would be probably an okay one. That'd be the. Yeah, would be good in the deck. Yeah, you can just find like your different colored enchantments and then your fault line and then there's got to be a red. Oh, you could play Hurricane. That's your green one. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. In Garrick's Wake at nine. No. No, I'm playing Star of Extinction. <laughs> it's, it's, it's better and costs less. Progenitus at 10. Old progy tits. Hell no. No. It's got protection from everything. That wouldn't do us any not, good. Not good enough. No, no, no. Ulamog at 11. No. It the Betrays at 12. Nope. Emrakul 2 at 13. Nah. A Talkthon Worm. We could play that. It's got lots of toughness. I'm getting a look, everybody. Who's playing that? Who the hell is dedicating... You know what? Just keep going. 19 people, I guess. 19 people can just suck it. Draco. I knew that was coming. That's fine. Yeah. This is the one and only time it's like, yeah, Draco fine. Yeah, Draco fine in a five-color deck this where you to... want to have, like, big toughness creatures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Draco. <laughs> so uh, what was that, two milkless matches? That's pretty good. Two or three, whatever it was. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. 
So a couple other little stats. This was the, what place was it? The 20th most popular commander on EDHRAM in yeah, five color? Yeah, right below Corona, the false god. Oh, man. And right above Sliver Queen. Sliver Queen in the last two years, because that's where EDHREC, that's how far back they scrape data from now. Two years has given us 203 Sliver Queen decks. It's given us 299 Hive Lord decks. And 369 Corona decks. So it's not like close. There's like 100 more Corona decks. Yeah, man. In and the last the, year. The thing that gets me is this Okagachi o- 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 Vengeful yeah. Kami is higher than all of them. What the fuck? Yeah, that's funny. That thing's just that's like it's funny. terrible. That's great. Oh, that's man. That's just the greatest. <laughs> That's awesome. So our highest sliver, of course, is Sliver Overlord, right? That's yeah. that's the most popular one. I think because he's fairly affordable. He's twenty five bucks now for a non foil version. He's twenty five bucks, which is getting pretty expensive. But he lets you tutor for a sliver and he lets you gain control of slivers, right? Yeah, he's a very good card in general. So I mean if you're gonna play EDH as the sliver deck, Overlord's your best bet virtually every time unless you're going to do combos in which case you play queen give us the final thought of the day sum up the arc of edh and m in a few brief sentences tell everybody about our gracious overlords and sponsors our patreon and of course tomorrow's deck giveaway okay big ask sorry we're gonna give away a deck tomorrow so listen for that you may or may not win we also have a 25 dollar gift credit voucher card for somebody, we're going to give that away tomorrow as well. The arc of EDH and M, we have aimed at taking our own local meta to show you what a casual local meta we think would be the most fun to play and would look like. And we have added this list from somewhere else on the planet just to show, like everywhere else, there are super spicy decks that are super fun to play against, and you could end up playing with something like this. And that's super lots of fun. And we're going to come back next week on a show that is sponsored by face-to-facegames.com, Canada's biggest magic store, and we are going to run down the lists of an entire EDH&M night. The entire meta game. Everything in the meta for that night. We're going to do every single deck on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! (laughs) 